Hey there, financially savvy travelers, and welcome to another episode of the Thought Card Podcast. As always, I am super excited to be here with you guys today, and I have another great episode for you guys. This is part three of the travel and wellness series with Tangia Renee, the host of the Skin You're In podcast. This is episode number 44. But if you head back to episode number 41, we talked about how to stay healthy while on vacation. And on episode 42, we also talked about planning a trip with wellness in mind. So in this episode, we are going to switch gears a bit and talk about how to adjust to being back home after a trip. Now, if you aren't subscribed to Tangia's podcast, I highly recommend subscribing to The Skin You're In podcast and following Tangia Renee on social media, including Facebook. She's at The Skin You're In podcast and on Instagram at Skin You're In pod. But don't worry, I have all of the links as always in the show notes. You can go there and you can follow her and subscribe to her show. Now, it's so interesting because this episode is all about how to get back in rhythm and step and flow with your normal routine when you get back home. And last we spoke, I was planning and frantically planning a trip to China and I'm actually back from my trip. So all the things that Tenji and I talk about really do apply. And I've been listening to this episode again um, as I try to get back in rhythm because listen, jet lag is serious. Like There's a huge time difference between Asia and the States, and I'm just trying to get back in my rhythm and flow. So this episode is super timely, and I got a lot of value out of it. So in this episode, we talk about how to get back into your routine after a trip without feeling overwhelmed or getting sick, and we also talk about how to review your travel expenses and things that I personally do during my post-trip debrief. Now, before we dive into today's episode, which is part three of the travel and wellness series, I wanted to share with you an upcoming workshop that I'm hosting. It's a goal setting workshop. And at the time of this recording, it is the end of December. And a lot of us are sitting down and planning out what do we want the next year to look like? Now, I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions, but I'm a huge advocate of setting financial goals for the upcoming year. And guess what? 2020 is the start of a new decade. And I believe it's a great chance for us to re get reinvigorated, to refresh our finances and really go after the things that we really want in our lives. In this show, we really focus on how to afford to travel, how to pay off debt and how to build wealth. And all of those things come together by setting the right financial goals, which is very, very, very important. So join me on December 28th. And in this workshop, you're going to learn how to shift your mindset and drastically change your finances and the trajectory of your finances in the future. I'm also going to share how to reverse engineer your money goals and the important things you need to set more achievable goals in the future. If you are tired of setting goals and not reaching them or losing steam, you know, a couple months in the year, this is a workshop for you. And I'm putting all the things and all of the strategies that I use to pay off $63,000 to a loan debt in four years. I use this exact goal setting strategy when I wanted to buy my house at the age of 27. 
And I use this goal setting strategy as I work on paying off my mortgage and as I continue to travel the world and set money aside for all the things that are a priority in my life. So if you are interested in this goal setting workshop, please head over to the show notes and you'll find the link to register and I will see you there. Now that is all for today. Let's dive into this conversation with Tangia Renee. Welcome to The Thought Card, a podcast about travel and money, where planning, saving, and creativity leads to affording travel, building wealth, and paying off debt. We are the Financially Savvy Travelers. Now, we all love going on trips. We enjoy it. We have so much fun. But coming back and getting in our routine again can be a challenge. And I know when you have like a wonderful trip, it's it's really hard. Like even for me, I got back from Curacao and I'm still struggling to get back 100%. <laughs> it's been a month, you know? So I'm constantly like the one scrolling at my old pictures like, wow, remember those good old days. But Tangia, do you have any tips on how we can get back into the group of our normal lives after an epic trip? I think when you are coming back and, and you're thinking about how do I get back into step, it's really just thinking about what are the first one to three things that are most important for you to find a groove with right away. Um, I think one of the mistakes that I've made and I've seen other people make is you get back and you think that, you know, maybe you got you get back one day and then the next day you're just back to your old self and your life just continues as normal, no interruption. That's just not realistic. You can't go from being in vacation mode to doing all of the things within a 24 hour period. You're just, you're going to make yourself crazy, <laughs> especially for that first week. And so we think you come back with the understanding that the beginning part is going to be a little bit of a rough transition, that it's going to be a little messy. Life is messy. So this is going to be a little messy. Let yourself be okay with that. And think about, you know, what are the one to three, no more, one to three things total that you need to focus on in getting back in step with right away. So for example, with me, that's definitely going to be my fitness. Like I need to figure out what, how do I get back into step and back in my groove right away? So when I get back, I'm going to have a plan to grocery shop and meal prep. So that I am, you know, empowering myself as soon as I get back over the next week to eat healthily in a way that makes my body feel good. That's really important to me. So that's always going to be one of the first things that I do. Another thing that I, I like to do is is I try to take an assessment of how much money I actually spend, <laughs> right? Like, what did, like am, am I okay? Did I go overboard this time? Do I need to tighten my budget a little bit over the next few weeks to make sure everything's covered? What do I need to do? Do I need to shift some funds out of an account somewhere and bring them over here? Um, and I don't do like a lot of mental gymnastics with it. Like I don't have a spreadsheet or whatever, <laughs> but I just go, okay, how, how am I the next couple over the next couple weeks? Are we in good standing? If not, where am I going to get the money to fill that budget gap? And then the third thing that I always do is I sit down with my day planner. I like to keep my scheduling old school. I like to physically write it because it gets into my head that way. So I will open up my planner and I will plan out the next two weeks. And I try to keep them light. 
I love the planner idea. That's something that I don't think I do as regularly as I should, but I think that helps you get organized and to kind of clear your head and, and really map out what your next couple of weeks will look like. So I think that would be really helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's, a, uh, I just try to help people avoid doing too much um, because you come back and you're just, your body and your brain has been in a different space for a length of time. And so it's so some people, you know, you come back and you try to hit it hard. And I think it's always about setting yourself up for success, right? Feeling good, like, what is it going to take to feel good? And what's it going to take to feel good in your body? And so I just try to plan from that perspective and step into things as easily as I can when I get back. Right. One of the things that I think in terms of mindset work that really has helped me is knowing that I'll be back one day. A lot of times when I'm leaving a destination that I'm really attached to, it's really emotionally hard. It makes me, I have all these thoughts like, I wish I could buy a house here. I wish I could do an Airbnb business. You know, there's like all these things. And then it makes me kind of feel like, but my money isn't long enough yet. You know, so knowing that I'll be back is really reassuring and it puts me in a more positive mindset when I'm leaving. So that makes me know that, okay, I'll be back one day. It's okay. Go back to work. You're going to, you're really working so that you can afford the life that you want to live. So you'll be back, honey. Like that's exactly the mindset that I have for myself, which helps me a lot. Other things that I think as I get older has been helping me so much is giving myself a couple of days before I get back to work. So when I was younger, I would try to be so stingy with my vacation days that I would literally come back from a trip and the next day go back to work and do a full day of work. And that just doesn't work for me now. Now, preferably two to three days where I kind of am home, you know, making sure things are good at home and resting and kind of being back in a familiar territory and kind of working my mind up to going back to work is really helpful. (laughs) It's really, really helpful. Oh, God, I used to do that to myself all the time. And I think this is one of the ways where you get yourself sick when you get back is just running at whatever, you know, your job or whatever, when you get back, instead of giving yourself again, some grace and a little bit of a grace period, right? (laughs) When you get back, especially if you were in a different time zone, you're just going to be off and discombobulated. Like when I come back from Dubai, the time zone is so different. We're talking about a 10 or 11 hour difference, depending on the time of year. So that first week I'm back, I'm not at my best. I am definitely not. And knowing that about myself, I have to do my best to plan around that. And, And again, these are things that we've learned through experience. So you have to find what works for you and it takes some trial and error. But one of the things that I really, really value when I travel, before I leave the house, I want to leave the house in an immaculate state so that when I can come home, it's clean. I can light my candles, you know, it could smell nice. And I don't feel like I came back to clutter, mess and disaster. So for me, having a clean home and coming back to a peaceful and Zen place is very, very important, important for me. And in terms of my money, I actually am starting to really get into debit cards again. 
because the beauty about debit cards is that once you swipe it, you have you can forget it because it's already taken and deducted automatically. So when I'm using a debit card when I travel, that helps me not have to come back to a bill. And that's the thing that I love, not, com- I'm not having to come back to any more bills. And my last thought in terms of bills is that what I try to do is while I'm on vacation, but a little bit before vacation, I try to prepay as many bills as possible because the last thing you want to do is miss a credit card payment because you were out on the beach and you forgot. So I try to automate my payments and make sure that everything is paid. So when I come back, I don't have to worry about what didn't get paid, what did get paid. And that just makes my transition so much less stressful. In this last trip to Dubai, I actually used debit card more than credit card, which I typically wouldn't do because I have, you know, the, the Sapphire card that has all those great travel benefits. Um, but, you know, it was that thing where you use it and you rack up all of these points, but then you have this big bill at the end of it. And I always hated that feeling. And so like, to your point, this last time, I used the Sapphire card only for the big purchases. And then I used debit, so cash for all of the smaller purchases. And it was just something that I didn't have to worry about. I came back and I was like, I knew what I had spent on the big ticket purchases because I p- purchased them ahead of time. You know, the the accommodations and the air travel. And to your point, it was much easier coming back and not having to worry about that and feeling like I didn't blow my budget. And it was much less stressful doing it that way. Yeah. And another thing I would like to add is about in terms of like thinking about how much you spent during your trip, I know a lot of people have this like fear or shame that like, how much did I really spend on this trip? Is it, you know, did I overspend? And I think that I think it's important to get to a place where you actually know your numbers and knowing your numbers can be really productive because it allows you to really analyze your spending and to see, did you spend things on what you valued? So here's a perfect example. My second trip to Iceland, I ended up spending $50 total on coffee for a four day trip. Oh, wow. Right? That's a lot. <laughs> right? I would have... I mean, I just thought I was just drinking coffee, but it was excessive. And I would have only discovered that through my post-trip debrief. And every time I look at my spending and you know my, every line item, I think to myself, am I comfortable with this? Like, is this something that I would be spending on when I'm home regularly? When I'm home regularly, I just have a Keurig and I do everything at home. So for me to be going on a four-day trip and spending 50 bucks on lattes, that was not okay with me. But again, I only discovered that because I looked at my receipts. And now it's so easy to kind of track your spending because what you can do is quickly take a picture of your receipts on your phone. And there's many apps that you can, you know, do that as well, where you could save the pictures and you could just quickly just say, okay, how much I spent for this, how much I spent for that. And you're really looking for the big markers, like the big red flags, like the big, like $50 coffees, like that was excessive. But post-trip defeats have definitely helped me. You don't have to do a fancy credit card, you know, like a Excel spreadsheet or anything like that, but just taking a look at what you spent, especially the little items, like the small items get really scary. (laughs) I'll have to say that for myself. How do you do that? I mean, that's really interesting to me. I don't do a a post-trip debrief the way that you do. I mean, I just am like, well, how much did I actually spend? And do I have enough money to cover my immediate needs as a result of that? But it, it doesn't occur to me to think, were these places that I, were there places that I was like bleeding money essentially 
because I just wasn't paying attention. So how do you go through that process? Yeah, so I actually have a small, tiny, tiny notebook. And what I try to do is I try to write down some of the items that I spend on money on every day. Um, just as a notebook, just to kind of keep notes, like nothing excessive and crazy. If I remember to keep a receipt, I keep a receipt. I just put in my notebook. So when I, at the end of the day, when I'm reviewing my expenses, I have a receipt. Or sometimes you might forget what the receipt was for. So I might just say dinner dinner and or dinner and drinks or something like that. So I kind of have an idea of what I put my money on. But just having a notebook has helped me a lot. And because I have a blog and every trip I go on, I actually share a detailed budget breakdown. That keeps me accountable as well. I'm sharing with the entire world how much I spent on every trip. That helps. But if you are keeping things private, Consider just having a notebook with you, um, maybe reviewing your credit your credit card statements and your debit card statements after your trip. And again, if you have a travel fund and you're exclusively only using that one big account, it's even easier because all the money's coming from one place. Mm, I like that. I might think about that. Now that you mentioned that this last trip where I was on to in Dubai, I used an app that I've never used before called Trail Wallet. And so what it does is like you, you can set a daily budget and then you just either manually enter your receipts, like what you spent, or you can take a picture of the receipt and it holds it, holds it there and it shows you how much you spent every single day that you logged into it. And I didn't use it like as detailed as the way that you tracked your receipts. Mostly I wanted to use it specifically in Dubai because the shopping is incredible there. I definitely think that there's a little bit of like, I guess like mystique, like we don't want to see how much we spent at the end of a trip. But I feel like it, it actually could be okay. Like there's a lot of times I actually do trip debriefs. And I'm like, gosh, I'm good. Like I'm such a good saver. Like I did this trip. I had an amazing time. I had a blast. I didn't even break the bank. And by doing a trip debrief, you could be really proud of yourself. It's not always a shameful activity. It could be a really productivity. You're like, you know what? I did really, really well. I have money where I can go on another trip. So not shying away from the numbers could be a good thing. And let's say if you do discover something like me where you were excessively drinking coffee and it was really expensive, you just know to cut back on it a little bit. And that's that's totally okay. I didn't come at it with a shameful, shameful eye. It was more like, wow, that was a lot. Even you were like, wow, that's a lot, right? Because it just doesn't feel normal. You know, although I'm not really driven by money, I very clearly understand that money is a tool that that allows options and choices and freedom. And I want more of that. So I'm going to do better. I, you know, I, I can do better. And I'm going to take your tips and I'm going to put them into action. We'll see where we are a year from now. <laughs> yes, that would be so fun. A recap and all things that we learned in a year. All right. Thanks again, Danielle. Until next time, y'all, we are out.